Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour number two of the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Call courtesy of Joe Davis on Fox Sports in the MLB All-Star Game. Adolis Garcia putting on a show in the Midsummer Classic. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Regal Mendoza holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the text line 877-81-1053. 877-81-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation. Or in this case, tonight, clown my shirt. Ooh, they on your behind brother. <laughs> they on your bumper. Uh, at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Attila here. Coming up here in just a moment, uh, Jared Sandler, my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, going to be joining us here uh, in just a moment. Damn, they say you bought that shirt at Foley's. Uh, Do people know what Foley's is? Now, the one that's really sending me is the one uh, KG bought that shirt at Montgomery Ward. Now, <laughs> You, do you even know what that is? I didn't didn't know about Montgomery Ward until probably like a couple years and ago. And I know Rigo has no idea what that is. That is a, was that national? That was an old department store. Yeah, way, was way it national back. or was it regional? Uh, I believe it was national. Okay. Yeah, but it's an old one. Uh, but I appreciate the 682, though. KG, don't take all that shirt slander to heart. There's nothing wrong with shopping at the thrift store. You didn't realize, you didn't realize that that was also? Nope. Yeah. Nope, sure you started did. reading it. Yep. You, Felt good about it. And then next thing you know, it went all the way south. That's tough. Uh, hopefully the Rangers' second half of the season doesn't go south. That's okay. where we bring in my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider and play-by-play man, Jared Sandler here on the Get Right. Jared, what's going on? That's a quality segue, KG. Well done. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, have you enjoyed your All-Star break? Uh, sure. Yeah. Oh, it's been no. fun. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I've had a good time. I'm uh I'm excited for the second half of the season to start, but it's been nice to recharge a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that you were, you guys were like out doing activities. Can you, would you be willing to regale us with some of the things that you've uh, done with your lovely wife as you've actually gotten a little bit of time off in the midst of the season? Yeah, uh, we, I'm uh, out of town with uh, with the in-laws, with uh, my wife's family, and we, uh, let's see, we went whitewater rafting yesterday. Uh, we hiked today, uh, and uh, I've had some some really good meals, um, which I think is uh, obviously the key. And Absolutely. I have somehow found some time to relax a little bit, which is nice um, because you know I I don't I don't want to do like activities, activities, activities during my like only break of the season. But uh, 
we've had some fun and uh, another good meal tonight. Uh, I'll uh, I'll fly back tomorrow, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting the season going again. Jerry, walk me through what this first half of the season has been like for you personally, because I can only imagine obviously going into the season and now going with this team every single day. What has this been like for you during the first half of the season? Well, it's it's been bittersweet and way more bitter than sweet because, you know, all this is unfolding without uh, one of my closest friends and a mentor of mine for almost now half, actually probably right around half my life, and that's Eric uh, Nadell. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've had a blast watching this team win games. Uh, you know, I, I tell you guys all the time, I don't think it's any secret. You know, I grew up uh, in the area, and, and the Rangers, the Mavs, the Stars, I mean, I, I you know, those are, those are my teams, right? Uh, and, you know, I was a diehard fan of all those and still am. You know, just with the Rangers, it's in a little bit of a, <clears throat> a different capacity, I guess. Uh, so seeing this team win games was a lot of fun. I'm just, uh, I think I, I probably echo a lot of people's sentiments in saying that, uh, you know, we'd love to combine this team winning games and Eric back in the booth. Uh, and that will, you know, make it feel a lot more, uh, a lot more complete. As we continue a little bit of the look back on the first half of the season and remaining in the positive realm, myself and KG reached a point yesterday where we asked ourselves, have we somehow still underrated the job that Josh Young has done in a rookie year in the first half of the season? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're not, if you're only talking about Josh Young, you know, and through the lens of possible rookie of the year winner, then yes, because this guy has been one of the best third basemen in baseball and maybe the best third baseman in the American league. And I'm not using the fan vote to determine that. Although I would tell you that it's impressive that the Rangers, a team that has not won over the last six years, that has the Bally issue that does not provide for the same level of free marketing that, you know, non-Bally teams might have with all that TV exposure uh, went up against a lot of blue Jays guys on a team that have, performed really well over the last few years that have an entire country's backing and they won the fan vote. And I, I think a part of that, maybe a large part of that is a credit to the Rangers fan base. But I think another part of that is just baseball fans when they're deciding to cast an impartial ballot, looking at the numbers and saying, Hey, I mean, Josh Young's the guy. And you know, those numbers usually are only offensive, uh, offensively driven. Josh Young has been outstanding at third. I, I'll be honest. I mean, I think I said this on air. Like one of my big concerns was this infield defense, especially in this first year without the shift rules uh, that, you know, we had utilized in recent years uh, permissible. And, you know, Marcus Simeon, I think was the one known commodity, right? I think like you looked at the four infielders, I'm not talking about catcher. You looked at the, the four infielders. And if I asked you, Hey, defensively, who are you most confident in? I think, you know, across the board, you'd say Marcus Simeon. Well, Nathaniel Lowe, metrically speaking, has gone from one of the the lowest-rated defensive first basemen to the best-rated defensive first baseman in the American League. Corey Seager has done a really nice job at shortstop. Uh, and Josh Young is one of the better defensive-rated third basemen in baseball. And that was a big question. Uh, I think that that was maybe not even so much a question, but for some people a concern. But I, I, I promise you guys, you watch every game, nine innings, uh, you're going to see one play – per game it's it feels like where Josh Young is making a play defensively that makes you say holy smokes 
and he had a play against the Nationals over the weekend. It was a Brooks Robinson-type play where he had a ground ball. The momentum carried him into foul ground. He made this deep, long throw uh, to get, I think it was Stone Garrett maybe. I forget who the runner was. Maybe Dominic Smith, Stone Garrett, uh, someone who's hitting sixth or seventh in their lineup. Uh, but, you know, it was it was an incredibly impressive play. And so I think if you're not talking about Josh Young through the lens of one of the best third basemen in Major League Baseball, then, yeah, I think you are selling him short. Jared Sandler joining us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105 Through the Fan as we look back at the Rangers' first half of the year and a look forward to the second half of the year before we move toward the second half, the proverbial second half of the season. Uh, let's put what Corey Seager has done since returning from the IL in mid-May into perspective here because the numbers that he has put up rival that only to, what, Shohei Otani at this point in, in a lot of the major offensive categories since Corey Seager's return from the I.O. Yeah, KG, I don't even know what to say. Uh, you know, I, I said before, I thought Corey Seager was like a top five to ten hitter in baseball. And I truly believe that I would put my chips in the middle of the table for that. I mean, this guy is special. And even though the numbers maybe on the whole wouldn't uh, indicate that last year, there was a lot. If you just watch the games, you would recognize, like, hey, uh, there's something different about this cat. Well, I think on Friday, maybe Saturday, Corey Seager's OPS was better than Shohei Otani's. It was better than Ronald Acuna Jr.'s. It was better than everyone else in Major League Baseball. So I just think about that for a second. Now, I think he's second now. He's second behind Otani because uh, I think he went one for eight over the final two games uh, in Washington. But just think about that for a second. Think, we're not talking about a guy who's really good. We're not talking about a guy who's starting – uh, you know, at his position for his league in the All-Star game. It, it doesn't just end there. We're talking about a guy who uh, a couple of days ago had the best OPS in Major League Baseball. And then think about, you know, all the, the chatter about some of these other superstars around the league. Now, am I saying that Corey Seager's better than Shohei Otani or Ronald Acuna Jr.? I think what I'm saying is that offensively speaking as a hitter, Corey Seager deserves to be in that conversation. And I'm not saying he should win the MVP over Shohei Otani because obviously Shohei Otani is absurd. But Corey Seager deserves to be thought of in that way. And I don't know. You sign a guy to a 10-year deal for $325 million, there are a lot of millions of reasons why that deal might not end up working out. But I don't know if there's anyone – I mean, I, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who would look at that deal and look at the pl production of Corey Seager and not think, hey – Chris Young and John Daniels did a heck of a job with the signing because this guy looks like someone who can carry a lineup for the next several years. I mean, this is the great stuff that you get when you talk to Jared um, on the phone and just in general. Make sure you follow at Jared Sandler on Twitter, at Jared Sandler underscore on Instagram because I've really enjoyed the ways in which you have given us perspective on these players and how great it is the things that they're doing over the course of the season. Um, now let's talk about the concerns. Um, and <laughs> can, I say, can I say one thing quickly? Please do. And, and, and let's definitely talk about the concerns because they're real, right? I mean, it's, this team did not end the first half strong, and I think there, there are fair questions to be asked, especially in advance of the trade deadline. But uh, Evan Grant wrote an article yesterday uh, in the Dallas Morning News, or I think it came out yesterday, about Corey Seager. And I, I just feel compelled to, to briefly talk about this. I know nothing I do is brief, so I'll do my best here. Yeah, but, that's you know, I, I've been with I, – I, I first met Corey when he was 19. Uh, he was on the Great Lakes Loons. I was broadcasting for the Great Lakes Loons. We did not develop some – 
amazing relationship. He was a quiet kid who worked his tail off and was just so baseball focused. You know, we, you know, we obviously interacted on a semi-regular basis, but that was about it. Um, I've really gotten to know Corey over the last couple of years. And uh, I thought he was painted in a very unfair light last year. Corey is not someone who seeks out attention. He doesn't care about that. Corey is someone who, when he retires, you might never hear from him again, except for at Rangers hall of fame, type events, right? He's not someone who's going to be behind a desk at Fox. He's not going to be, uh, you know, in the dugout as a hitting coach. I, he is someone who I think is very happy to just hide away. And because of that, sometimes I think people took that silence last year uh, as confirmation of some of the BS storylines that were created about him being a bad teammate him being all about himself. And I loved Evan's article because it, it started to paint him in, I think, what is the accurate and fair light of someone who cares a ton about winning. He cares a ton about being the best that he can be, and he cares a ton about his teammates. And if people are wondering, hey, what's this guy like? Because we don't hear from him very much. Go read that article, and I think you'll start to get a sense of, of who the best hitter uh, on this Rangers team and one of the best players in Major League Baseball is in Corey Seager. We're talking to Rangers play-by-play man on the Texas Rangers radio network, Jared Sandler, right here on 105 Through the Fan. And Jared, uh, let's talk about adding more teammates for Corey yeah. Seager. It's one of the things that has been <laughs> talked about since damn near the beginning of the season, um, the idea of when's the trade deadline, when can this team make moves to add, particularly to the bullpen, and one thing I think you started talking about at one point, and we've seen the addition of Matt Bush. I mean, obviously, there's going probably going to need to continue to be moves and trades from outside. But what what potential answers to pitching um, questions could possibly be answered within uh, within the organization? Yeah, and that's an important question, Reggie, because I do think they've got multiple moves to make uh, before the trade deadline to help this bullpen out and help this team out externally. But the reality is this bullpen – is going to need someone to step up internally to just help bridge the gap. You can't rebuild an entire bullpen, uh, you know, between now and the trade deadline. Not that they need to rebuild an entire bullpen, but they're not necessarily one. And you can maybe say not just two moves away. So a few of the names that, you know, maybe are worth considering. Alex Spees was a high-round pick of the Rangers several years ago. He stepped away from baseball to address uh, maybe a lack of love for the game and, and some challenges, you know, on the mental side. He is back. Uh, and he has been outstanding, uh, was recently promoted to AAA. He's a righty who throws hard, someone who can make a difference. Ryan Tapera is a major league vet who has had success in the major leagues, was DFA'd earlier this year. The Rangers signed him. He's been really good in AAA. Now, I haven't gotten to see him, right? So it's tough to know whether the numbers match up to the production or what they're seeing, but it's at least worth recognizing. Matt Bush, uh, Ian Kennedy was actually brought back to the organization, I think, a month or so ago, and you know maybe he's someone who works his way back up. And then there are guys like Chase Lee and Mark Church, who I think are worth uh, at least considering. And Danny Duffy and Kyle Funkhauser uh, were a couple names that were tossed around, you know, a, a month or so ago as they worked their way back from injury. So I, and, and maybe there's someone not on the list, but uh, someone internally is going to have to step up and make a difference. And the guy that I'm really curious about is Alex Spees, and the guy that's probably the runner-up in that for me right now, if I had a power rank, the internal options who are not at the major league level, I'd go with Ryan Tapera in that two-hole. Jared, before we let you get out of here on this uh, Wednesday night here, what are you looking most forward to to the second half of the year? Because I'm reminded of what you said before the beginning of this season, which was if this team is playing meaningful baseball in September, it would be a successful season. I'm paraphrasing you in some ways. But at the same time, we are in that position for this team going forward into the second half of the year. 
Yeah, and I would say it's fair to update those expectations. If this team doesn't make the playoffs, there will be a large degree of disappointment, right, because of where uh, where they are, how they've positioned themselves, and what we've learned now through you know just over 90 games in the season. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for meaningful baseball, KG. I'm excited for games that continue to matter and maybe matter more and more with each passing day. I'm excited for what should be a really fun race in the AL West. Obviously, my heart and soul will be crushed if the Rangers don't beat out the Astros, but I, I'm so in love with the idea that this rivalry is a thing again. I'm, I'm, I love the fact that these two teams uh, are the two teams that are fighting for the AL West. Don't, don't count out the Mariners as a sneaky team. And I'm excited for this, uh, this thing to get going here in the second half because the Rangers right out the gate go Guardians, Rays, Dodgers. You know, that's a really, really tough homestand for a team that has not been playing well. And I'm excited to see this team bounce back and play some games against playoff caliber teams. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. And then obviously with each passing day, each passing hour, you get on Twitter and you keep uh, you know, checking to see if any moves have been made or what the rumors are because the Rangers – for the first time in several years are buyers and it's always way more exciting to be buyers than sellers. There is a gratification that comes with being a seller. I remember when the Rangers traded Joey Gallo, there was a level of excitement in the acquisitions of Josh Smith and Glenn Otto and Ezekiel Duran and Trevor Hover. But the problem is you don't want to be an organization that is getting excited about acquiring guys who are a few years away. That's important, but you want to be the organization that's, a, that's excited about acquiring an all-star or acquiring a guy who's going to make a difference now. And the Rangers, for the first time since 2016, are in that position. And I'm really excited to see what Chris Young and his front office are going to do between now and the trade deadline. Jared, we love you and all of your long-winded answers. And uh, make sure you get tons <laughs> of rest, buddy, before you get back to work uh, on Friday. Good talking to you, man. I will try. See you, fellas. There he goes. Jared Sandler, my guy, your guy, our favorite guy, Texas Rangers insider and play-by-play man. Jared Sandler, good enough to join us here on the Get Right with Reggie KG here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next here on our fine program, the NFC Contender Tears. Was this week, baby! Well, this week, 2023 continues. What CBS Sports had to say about where the Cowboys fit in this NFC Contender Tier. We do it next on 105.3 The Fan. The NFC contender tiers here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Adatula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us here on this hump night edition, RJ Choppy, of the Get Right with Reggie KG. He's not here. On 105 through the fan. It's called promotion, Reg. It's so, called promotion. You don't have to do it that much. Calm down. <laughs> Whose show are you on? My show. Yeah, so cut, cut that out. Wow. Cut it out. Wow. Is I don't that, like is, it. Is that, is that where we're? Yeah, I'm getting territorial. Oh, wow. That's right. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Okay, so no promos for the KNC Masterpiece? No. Uh, none for the uh No need it. They're doing great. <laughs> doing fantastic, in fact. <laughs> Medford holding it down for uh for KNC this week while you, you know, do your thing on your show. Yeah, I guess I guess he is. He's having, <laughs> he's having to do it. And I hope he gets to do it more. <laughs> I'll be swapping in for him on Friday. Oh, word? Yeah. Okay. On uh, KNC? Yeah, on KNC. Yeah, he's going to Austin. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's what, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with Medford. That's why I'm filling in for him on, on did Friday. He, did he approve of you of letting the people know where he was going? 
I'm, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I think you already I'm let the people. Know. I think you already let the people know. Actually, I'm pretty I'm sure. Just, I'm just messing with you. I, I know, but I'm pretty sure you already let the people know. He's excited for this trip. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Let's go. Reg is so confused over there right now. You, well, are, you said you're, you work in KNC Monday. We he, don't got a get right Monday. He's talking about on Friday. Oh, uh, sorry, Friday. He said Friday. We don't have a get right Friday. That's right. Did I take a day off? Wow, you don't. You're not even knowing if you off on Look, Friday. Look, you know what? Don't worry about that. I'm off on Friday now. <laughs> don't worry about it. Rest just now. Remember, don't worry about or, it. Or now realizing. Don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, don't nobody man. tell nobody neither. You check that schedule. That check stays the schedule in there. That stays between us. Okay. In a hundred thousand watts of radio. All huh? of us. And if y'all tell, I will find you. <laughs> I will find. I you. I have a special set of skills. <laughs> That's such a great line. I love that. Um, coming up here in uh, about 14 minutes, uh, what's your favorite childhood toy that you wish would come back today? Uh, today is National Etch-A-Sketch Day, and I was like, huh, what's your favorite toy that you used to have that you would love to see come but back? But we're not doing that right now. We're not doing that right really. now. Uh, where do the Cowboys fit in the NFC contender tiers? Uh, this list coming. The from, best. Uh, <laughs> end of segment. Thank that's you. It. Wow. That's a great that's way right. to try to end the segment there. Mm-hmm. Didn't work, though. Oh, okay. Uh, this comes from Cody Benjamin of uh, CBS Sports. Ranking the 2023 NFL contenders by tiers for the NFC. Where do your Cowboys fit? Uh, text line 877-881-1053 if you want to let us know where the Cowboys fit. Do you want to start at the very top or do you want to work your way up? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, one, one thing I do before we even go to any of those, uh-huh. I, I enjoy rankings based on tiers. I kind of hate when we get too nitty-gritty and we're like, this one over that one over this one because mm-hmm. sometimes some of these teams are like fairly indistinguishable and depending on what you value, one might be over the other or whatever. But like grouping te- teams into tiers feels more reasonable, makes more sense. And so um, I kind of like this as a as a um, as a practice as opposed to just like a plain flat out ranking. Um, let's go. Let's go bottom and top. Okay. Just to kind of mix it up. I, right. It might be the wrong decision, but... Uh, I think you made the right one. How many tiers do we have? We got five. Let's start there. Okay, five, five tiers. tiers. Mm-hmm. Do we have names on the tiers? Because I do enjoy... We do. Okay. We do. Uh, tier number five includes only one team, and that tier is the draft pick darlings. Yeah, the, the, the people who are supposed to stink and keep on stinking, who are the Arizona Cardinals. Ding, 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 That's ding. right. That's right. That's the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. We won't say much about them because they're going to be awful in 2023. Because they decided to. Sorry, Kyler. Apologies to that man. You know he's going to be the starting quarterback for right now. That'd be one Daniel McCoy at this point. That's right. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, tier number four, the restoration projects. Huh. And it includes one, two, three, four teams. Don't overthink it. Is it the entire NFC South? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's actually one a- NFC North, one NFC West, one NFC East, uh, one so, NFC South. Restoration project teams yeah. that we're trying to restore to mm-hmm. their older glory. I'm mm-hmm. oh, sorry. So you said there's an NFC North, which is the Chicago Bears, correct? That's right. You said there's an, an NFC South, a singular NFC South team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be the Buccaneers who are in shambles because of Tom Did you Brady see this list? No, I'm just You're two for two so far. Well, Let's you've see. you've given me a lot of information. I don't want to make it seem oh, like I'm pulling this out uh, of my keys. So okay, you, you're yeah. giving me the divisions and you're telling me what they are. Okay. I can figure that out. Uh, okay. What is the other division here? And yeah, then two the, in the yeah, one in the NFC West and one in the NFC East. Okay, who's in the NFC West? Look, uh, it shambles trying to get themselves back. That would be the Rams. That's right. And then one in the NFC East. Is that is that the Commandos? Woo! 
Okay. Look at you go. All right. Yeah, all four of those teams are the restoration projects. Uh, of those, yeah. of those, who do you think is like having the best restoration project thus far? As of where we stand, who's furthest along in the restoration project? Chicago. Yeah, that that was what I immediately thought. But yeah. I was like, is there an argument to be made? The Commandos. Uh, no, because I don't quarterback. Quarterbacks just problem because it's such a big deal. That's right. Okay. Even That's fair. Eric Bieniemy taking over uh, the offense there in Washington. I like what Chicago did this offseason. DJ Moore now going to go play with Justin Fields. They discovered something with Justin Fields and his ability to run the football. Although I don't think that they want to lean as heavily as they had to this season. Well, now the threat is there. It's a legitimate threat now Yes, uh, with his ability to throw the football. So interested to see how Chicago moves about in the NFC North. Tier number three is the wild card Wanderers. Okay. You've got two NFC North teams. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to give the other clue away because it'll just make it very easy for you. Wild card Wanderers. So there's only three teams in this tier? There's five of them. I was going to say. Yeah. All right, so we, let's go to the NFC North wild card Wanderers, and I should probably pull up visuals so I can actually see what teams are in front of me because that's the way that my brain works, and mm-hmm, I should know mm-hmm. this by now because I am 31 years old and I've existed with myself for 31 years. Look at that. Um, In the NFC North, the wild card Wanderers, are we putting – all right, well, let me start with the Packers, right? Like, that one feels like that should be in there, right? That would be correct, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um, and Shout out to Jordan Love. Does, uh, does it feel like we're, we're giving them a little much there? Yeah, because I would put them as might be a restoration project. But I guess they were, they were just recently pretty good. And uh, Aaron Rodgers don't play there no more. That's really the main, the main right. change that happened. Because, you know, nice, kind of a big one. nice young wide receiving core and all that and defense is Pretty damn good. At least pretty damn talented. Let me say that. That was the weird thing about last year. A lot of talent. Defense didn't really show up the way you needed it to. Um, I'm interested which way they go on this one. I guess it's got to be the Detroit Lions, but like a lot of people Mm -mm. are, it's not, okay, a lot of people Mm -mm. are picking the Lions to be the the cream of that crop. So I guess it's the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, Minnesota Vikings. Man, look, as much as I, me and you, both do not really believe in the Vikings as a project all the way together. It does feel like we're getting to the point where we're being disrespectful. <laughs> How? It does feel like we're getting to the point where we're being disrespectful. Kirk Cousins still play quarterback for them, right? That is correct. It's the Bel Air Academy office throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson all the time. I don't think that's entirely correct. I think with, Who else if, is they throwing the ball to? TJ Hawkinson. All right. And then they added they added another wide receiver this year. And for some reason, I keep forgetting his who they did. And I'm going to be mad when I pull up. Because uh, the majority of those targets are going to Justin Jefferson. TJ Hawkinson, nice player, good tight end. But no more Dalvin Cook. That's gonna be. They added Jordan Addison in the draft. Like they, they have a little bit of some things here, and I think also it's in a weird way not having Dalvin Cook there. A lot of people would think, well, you're losing a valuable asset. I think that that will force them to lean a little bit more into their passing game and develop that, um, develop that offense alongside with what they have there, um, with Just Jefferson be able to work the offense and build it to a way that operates better. Now you can also incorporate the short and intermediate in order to help massage better that Justin Jefferson uh, threat. I think, look, I'm not saying that they're going to go be world beaters. I do think that they're an interesting proposition and we might be doing a little bit too much I on their next. Yeah, I think we're doing a little much with the Packers as a wild card wanderer here. Fair. Because that Jordan Love thing I also think we're doing a little much given given the Lions the uh, mm. uh, a, a step higher in these uh, hierarchies. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, so wild card wanderers. We done stuck too, hard, too far there. Uh, are, are my favorite Seattle Seahawks in here? Oh, no, they're a little higher than that. Ooh. Ooh, look I'll, at that respect happening. I'll just give it away for you. 
It's the other three NFC, NFC South. South. I was, I was, that was literally, I was like, all right, so. Uh-huh. Interesting. Okay. I mean, yeah, that feels fair. Like, they all have a little bit of something, and then also somebody got to win that division, right? Like, this is, we're just in that place where some of y'all got to be in here eventually. Okay. Tier two is the growing contenders. This is where the NFL's reigning comeback player of the year and his Seahawks fall. Growing cont- well, they, they had a fantastic draft. They did have a hell of a draft. The wide receiving core looks great. I enjoyed. They've got they a couple of cornerbacks that are fun. Like this is a pretty interesting built team. The wild card is can Geno Smith put it together for a second year in a row? I think that he's not going to have as high of highs probably. But the thing about Geno Smith that he seems to he seems to be very even keel. Like he seems to mm-hmm. be able to operate an offense with. He's a veteran. He's seen a lot in this league, and I think that that allows him to play this pretty straightforward and give the Seattle Seahawks Pete Carroll exactly what they ask of him um outside of that who else is in this in this tier that would be the C, uh detroit lions the fighting by the kneecaps of detroit so this is still like the second highest tier right mm-hmm. and then the new york football giants also as a growing contender i mean they won a playoff game last year they beat Kirk cousins in the minnesota vikings what a nasty second tier like second tier of the nfc is that look man the nfc is very top heavy and this is why, when we get to the number one tier here, why a lot of Cowboys fans are going to be real upset if this team doesn't make a deep playoff run, right. given the contendership that tier that they are in, which is tier one. Cowboys. The Trophy Hunters. Eagles. The Eagles, the 49ers, and the, Niners. and the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You have one of the most talented teams, not just in the NFC, but legitimately in all of the National Football League right there with Philadelphia coming off a Super Bowl appearance and whether or not Brock Purdy can find himself getting healthy enough to back up what he did during his rookie year, during the second half of his rookie year and helping San Francisco remain at the top of the NFC West. But again, this goes to the idea that the Cowboys have a legitimate chance to come out of the NFC given how weak the NFC is as a whole at this point. Yeah. And I mean, like we've again, we've spoken time and time again, as this off season has gone on, how they've handled their business fairly well. Um, so it's incumbent upon now. Mike McCarthy is going to have a lot of onus on him. Dak Prescott, clearly like all of the power brokers on this team to make sure that this all comes together and that they actually make good on the promise that is here. Right. One of the best teams that you've had probably in the last decade for the Cowboys. Uh, what looks like it should be a fairly down NFC, right? Like all these things seem to be coming together in a way such that if you do not come out with uh with an outcome, a desirable outcome, considering in football that you're never going to take away all the variables, we're going to have real, real questions about what's happening here. The Eagles and 49ers have combined for five NFC championship game appearances and two Super Bowl bids in the last six years. They have been the class of the NFC have the Eagles and the 49ers, given the success that they've had. Can the Cowboys join them, given all the talent that they had, even before acquiring Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore? And as you mentioned, Mike McCarthy taking over play calling here. How does that help Dak Prescott going into year eight of this upcoming season? But, of course, the Cowboys won back-to-back. I had back-to-back 12-win seasons um, and looking to reach the NFC title game for the first time, of course, since 19. 95 Cowboys going trophy hunting hopefully this season uh those are some NFC contender tiers I uh, appreciate CB. I bet y'all wish the NFL had an NFL cup huh 
Hell no. Hell no. They don't need anything else. The NFL, they're, they're all right. They are all right. <laughs> but this is the funny thing, right? As we were talking, this is an entirely different conversation that I've decided to throw in here at the at the last minute. I apologize. Um, you telling me if, if football did not have like a secondary a secondary uh, competition happening, that people would not be all the way in on that? Of course they would be. Of course they would be. Because it's a whole bunch of sick individuals. <laughs> it's the Get Right with Reggie KG right here on 105 Through the Fan. In honor of National Etch-A-Sketch Day, uh, what was your favorite childhood toy that you wish you could bring back today? Let us know on the Get Right next on 105 Through the Fan. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up, though? My man, Rigo Mendoza, holding it down for you. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey at the text line 877-881-1053. Uh, what was your favorite childhood toy? And would you bring it back or not in 2023 in honor of National Etch-A-Sketch Day? Uh, again, text line 877-881-1053. It's ESPY's night as the intersection of sports in Hollywood uh, come together in what has been a uh, a pretty cool night. They're, now, what's interesting is, real quick note on the ESPYs, so, the, of course, the writers are still on strike. That's right. Pay so, them folks their money. So there was no writers for this show, and Pat McAfee, who has been hosting the show tonight, apparently wrote his own monologue for the opening of the ESPYs. Oh, so he's a scab. All right. Thanks for letting us know. All right. <laughs> wow. Um, apparently it was received fairly well um, for him. So good for Pat McAfee. But yeah, uh, pay them. Apparently that that whole writer strike is getting even, it's getting nastier uh, by the day. That's that's a labor dispute for you. Um, so much so to the point where it could extend like toward the end of this year. Yeah, and uh, getting, I mean, not to get too deep into that, like yeah. some of the tough part about it is I think there is amount, an amount of leverage. Obviously, like the leverage that the writers have is like we are withholding our labor. There is an amount of leverage that exists with the, within the studios when we talk about streaming. When you consider like they've probably just banked a whole bunch of content already. So I hope for the sake of the writers and whoever else is um, striking uh, along with them that they are prepared to really go the long haul on this because uh, it'd be a problem. It might be a problem in that way. Uh, let us know what your favorite uh, toy was. Uh, oh wow, Rigo engages. Yeah, Rigo being a hater yeah, over yeah, here. Yeah, real. Yeah, real hater. Uh, All right, in the in the world of soccer, when it comes to uh, Concacaf North American soccer, uh, the United States and Panama are currently meeting in the semifinals of the Gold Cup. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Um, the biggest thing about it is America's playing, and Rodrigo is being a hater. Complete. As Panama has scored in extra time. And he's just he's happy because that, in theory, that would make the path for Mexico easier, who they are in the other semifinal, but they are also Mexico and the way that they've been playing of late. I don't know why he's getting excited 
Yeah, why are you getting excited about this? Well, it's because we have a manager that actually can manage a team now. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Jimmy Lozano and company and, and then beating Jamaica, being the break. Hopefully they can beat the brakes off of him. Okay, go ahead and say it like that. See what wow. happens when they, get, uh, when they get out here, brother. Hey, we'll see. We'll see here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't, don't Look, don't get too excited. Don't be, don't be uh, <laughs> dancing on people's graves just yet. Because it, it could go south for you. Uh, from the 940, I can't even remember a childhood toy that wasn't some type of uh, sports ball. That's my problem. The whole break, I'm oh, sitting really? here thinking, I'm like, I would go play basketball or soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, now, okay, a game that I did think of, and it's a shame that this is the one first one, because it's not that it's bad. It's a great toy. Um, I just don't think that it's like, yo, this is my favorite toy. Y'all remember the Bop It? Oh, yeah. But not like the original Bop It. The one, the, 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 you know, the, that was like the straight line with the three things. Mm-hmm. I had the Bop It Extreme that looked like a steering wheel. <laughs> oh, boy. I used, to, I used to be good at that one. Not the um, Bop It Extreme. It was fire. Uh, no, the things that came to mind were like my, my you know, soccer ball, football, basketball. Um, also, I was thinking about um, my Game Boy. Oh, Game Boy Color, of course. Uh huh. Um, no shade to like the original, of course, the OG. Um, but yeah, the Game Boy Game Boy Color, whatever. Which, funny enough, I lost for like a year or two because I hit it too well. You know how you like hide some for yourself? You're like, I'm gonna keep. Wait, this. what? I want to put this away. Yeah, you hide nice. it from your siblings or something. And then I hit it too well, and I just didn't. I I had forgotten about it, and then I moved something around one time, and I was like, Yo, there's my Game Boy. So yeah, no, that that was a that was a thing that I cared about, but I wouldn't bring it back. You want to know why? Why is that? Because we got better games now. <laughs> I got games better than on my phone. <laughs> That's very true. Um, let's see here from the eight one seven the GI Joe aircraft carrier. That sounds fire. Um, from the six eight two Stretch Armstrong. That's going way back right there. Yeah, stuff that you could actually play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Six eight two definitely another one agrees with you. Game Boy is definitely top five for them. High level. High level fun. I was a big uh, Super Nintendo guy. I didn't have the Super Nintendo, but I played a lot of Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes it's better to have the friend that got the thing than <laughs> having the thing. Now I did get the I got the Nintendo sixty four. Oh, okay. And you will not guess the game that I played the most on it because it's uh, why would why would this be the case? Would you play Zelda or something? No, that's, that, that would be a reasonable game. Goldeneye would be a reasonable game. Like right. these are the games that people played a lot. I played Quarterback Club '99. Oh, that's a classic <laughs> game. There's nothing wrong with that. With Vinny Testaverde. Wow. Yeah, I don't oh, know why. Oh, For wow. some reason, me and the New York Jets in '99. Oh, you was cooking with Vinny. Guess so. <laughs> Guess so. Uh, let's see here. From the that and Donkey Kong Country, or uh, was Diddy Kong Racing? Let me tell you something. Donkey Kong was the joint for Super Nintendo. That's right. That Super Mario Kart. Uh, Super Mario Brothers and King Griffey Jr.'s winning run. The original Mario, the, uh, what was it? The, oh my God, the Mario, I can't even remember the name. Mario the, Kart? No, not Mario, Mario Kart. Mario Party? Not even Mario Party. Man, I'm trying to remember the name of the game. It, uh, it was on the, it was on the N64 and I'm blanking on it right now. It's all right. We That's still all right. here. We got um, All right. So let's ask this question. Do video games count? Because yeah. we, we can really delve too really deep into the video game. But, like, I think you, you started this with the Etch-A-Sketch. There's something about having those, like, tangible toys mm-hmm. that exist without having without necessarily needing a battery or without, like, needing to buy additional things in that way. Um, so, yeah, like, people talking about uh, their RC cars. Oh, I had I had oh. maybe a couple RC cars. But I, oh, that's good. I never felt like I was really getting the most of them. How many of the games, how many of, like, the toys did you have? Did you feel like you were living up 
to the 30 second commercial that you saw when you bought it. You know what I mean? Because they they made them toys look fun as heck. Oh, I stayed playing my Super Nintendo. Okay. I was on that all the time. Um, Super Mario 64. Yes, and I'm, I, I looked it up, and I'm starting to sound like Peyton Russell for some reason. No shit, I'm Peyton, by the way. Damn, sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> from the I still play on Super Nintendo. I still love Super Punch-Out. Okay, there you go. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. That's I a, never, cl- that's I a never classic. I never actually play Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh, really? You never play? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it seemed really fun. That's a classic. Uh, from the 214 Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's another classic game. Uh, Spy Hunter from the 817. Okay. Uh, Blitz 2000. Hey, man. <laughs> NFL Blitz. Did you ever play NFL Blitz? I hated NFL Blitz. Did you? I thought it was nonsense. Oh, that's the whole point. It's complete nonsense. Have you met me? Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Reg is in no mood for nonsense, I guess. Non- no nonsense kind of guy. Like, w- we playing football. What do you mean nonsense? I mean, it's kind of the whole point. Uh, from the 682, my WWF action figures and the ring. Well, that's that's the beauty. If you like wrestle, right? We already trying to like create these scenarios. Then you can put it to work. You know what I mean with the with the with the figures. Yeah, yeah. No, I rock with that. I I want to know from the six eight two what was their uh, favorite WWF action figure. Now uh, I, I didn't I didn't go wrestle action figures. Uh, I went Power Rangers. Oh, action figures. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like though that was me, and obviously when I was way younger. And then I had and I I mean I wonder how many people did this. I'm sure a ton of them did. I had this like motorcycle toy that like was not associated with it, but it happened like the toys happened to fit together kind of. So that was the Power Rangers motorcycle all the time, you know? So like I want to know what combinations of toys some people put together sometimes too, because I would be interested in seeing that. What you got to say now, Rigo? Oh, no, what you got to say now? Oh, talk, Team talk USA now. with the oh, equalizer. Oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't notice now. this. Okay, I, I, this just now is happening in the, in the pimp cup. Oh, good, good job, Jesus. Good job. It's, it's Jesus Ferreira. I can live That's with that. That's right. I can Dallas live with that. Dallas till I die and all that. Dallas till I die. I was going to say, what do you call it? Have you guys, uh, uh, do you guys remember the Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Disc? The one where you used to put the cards on the on on the little. No, on the I little... feel like we was making Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, no, Yu-Gi-Oh! was already kind of, uh, you know, complex because they had the whole deck and everything. I was I was more in the realm of well I mean I was I guess I was around for the Yu-Gi-Oh but I was more in the realm of like the Pokemon man or like Beyblade cards with some Beyblades you know what my little brother got wild into Beyblades I never got that really? deep into Beyblades I mean it was around but I my little brother got into it he needed all the sets and everything and then like Heelys for me was another one ooh I love Heelys Razor scooters that's right good <laughs> Good answer. I need a razor. I need a scooter back now. Not particular razor because I don't feel like tearing up my shins, but I do want to have a scooter again. I don't know why. Oh, it just, you just want to feel good again? A little nostalgia for you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, do we? Are we counting just like our were you, bike? Were you a rollerblade person? I had them. You had them. I had them. I, I I did a little roll. I mean, it was the nineties. Everybody had it. Yeah, I feel like you, had it I feel like if you were born yeah. in and around the nineties, like if you was born in the eighties or born in the nineties. You left the hospital and they gave your mom and dad a set of rollerblades. <laughs> like when he, when he, when he, he or she can fit these, uh-huh. put them in this. Um, I had some rollerblades. Funny enough, yeah. Uh, from the six eight two, their top three favorites were Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and the and the Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker had people really thinking that you know he like died and you know resurrected, resurrected m- many a time, many a time. Oh, Evil Knievel, the Evil Knievel motorcycle with Evil. Yes, for 817, we are young. But you know what? Put us on. What was y'all playing with? Pogs. <laughs> you remember the time period when people were doing this on the uh, on the Twitch chat? Who finna say pet rocks? <laughs> remember when people had pet rocks? 
Why were we doing that? Out here acting like Patrick Starr. Because America. Um, from the 214, Big Wheel. All right. Light Bright. Light Bright. Do they still times. have those? Do they? St- I don't know if the Light Brights are still around. I wonder if, I feel like the toys have had to get more complex because kids' imaginations might, might be a little less. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not stimulating them as much. Mm, good call. Good call. You know? Uh, from the one said they said they're 50, by the way. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. Hanging out with us here on the Get Right. Made get. it a half century. I'd love to hear it. Uh, y'all keep uh, letting those flow in on the uh, text line. Yo-yo. Bring back my yo-yo. I used to be a oh, yo-yo. Ah, thank oh, you. Oh, you was a classic yo-yo person? I love the yo-yo. I could never get the You couldn't walk the dog? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it, man. Uh, I, 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 I practiced a lot, too, and I was never good at couldn't it. Couldn't be me. <laughs> I'd be walking that door. <laughs> yeah, brother. Is that what it was? Yeah, brother. I, I could walk. In fact, I bet you give me a yo-yo in 30 minutes, I'll be back to it. Oh, really? I, I, I All you need confident. is 30 minutes. I feel confident I'll be back to it. Now, this might just be, you know, the hubris of time and nostalgia. But I Next feel like time, if I get, get back we, to we'll it. We'll get a yo-yo for Reds. Let's see what he can do in 30 minutes of work. I'm, I'm I'll buy you a $1 yo-yo from the dollar You're store. not going to get you. me a, a no, defective-ass no, yo-yo yeah, and expect uh-uh, me to do the tricks now. We're going to have him come back. To his yo-yo game, we got to give him a quality piece of you know equipment to work with. All right, so this segment's just going to go on forever because there's been a couple of times where I've seen KG gearing up to leave, and I'm like, wait, hold on, uh, <laughs> Nerf guns. Okay, but those, yeah, Nerf those... guns, water guns. Which one? Which one were you? Uh water gun. I was a Nerf gun. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rigo, you do you know anything about those? <laughs> about which ones? Uh, Nerf guns or oh Nerf absolutely or water guns. Funny enough, Heck yeah, I became a bigger Nerf gun user in college. Oh, yeah, because you start engaged in just silliness Woo! in college. Yeah, Woo! why not? Why not? We had some fun. <laughs> uh, it's the Get Right or Reggie KG on 105. The fan. Y'all let those continue to flow in on Hacky the text sack. line. Okay. Um, I got momentarily distracted because Savannah showed up on the screen. God bless. Uh, respectfully. Uh, respectfully. Always got to be respectfully. As uh, she and her lovely family get ready to present LeBron James uh, with the uh, him breaking, of course, the award or breaking – Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, scoring record as a great performance from last year. Coming up next, though, here on the Get Right, List Week continues. List Week, baby! One summer concern for each NFL team, including this one for your Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk about it next on the Get Right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.